Welcome to McCullough Christian Center's broadcast today. If you would like more information about our church, please visit our website at www.purposemcc.com. And now, here's our pastor, Cornelius Phillips, with today's message. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Now take your Bible and turn with me, please, to the book of Romans. Somebody still remembers, huh? <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 12. I want to look beginning with verse 1. I want to tell you why you're turning there next Sunday. Or actually, the second Sunday in November. We'll be baptizing so if you need to be baptized, if you have made a commitment to Christ and want to be baptized or you need to be rebaptized, please let some of us know and we'll make sure that we get you on the list. It's going to be a great day, so we'd love to have you to be a part of that service. Romans chapter 12. <clears throat> uh, who can tell me what we preached on last week? Roots. All right. Who said that? Who said that? Miss Lisa, you got it. It was a pecan tree, wasn't it? As a matter of fact, it was the top out of my wife's pecan tree at the house, all right? So, all right. Planted in the house is what we talked about. Being planted in the house of the Lord. Out of Psalm 92, uh, we talked about the, 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 the need to be planted in the house of the Lord. When you're planted, what happens? You take root downward and you bear fruit upward. All right? You take root downward and you bear fruit upward. Everything, look around, look around at those standing next to you. Come on, don't be afraid. Look at them. Just stare them up and down. Check their shoes out. Check their hair out. Look at them. All right? And you probably see some things that you would do a little bit different. Uh, some adjustments that you would probably make or, or maybe not. But understand this, that what you saw when you looked at your neighbor is just an outward appearance. That is not who they are. Who they are, you cannot see. Who they are is inside of them. I look around this morning and I see some ladies and, and probably some of you men that y'all trying to cover that gray up. Y'all trying to fix that head so it don't shine uh, like it's got gray frost on it. 
I know, Sister Kathy, I'm stepping into that. I'm, I'm going to, but, but you can cover it up. You can put makeup on it. You can, you can blush it up. Do all kind of stuff, but it doesn't change who you are on the inside, does it? Amen. I am a product of my root system. I am a product of the roots in my life. My fruit is a result of my roots. Amen. So that's a little bit about what we talked about last week. And but what I want to do today is I want to take another part of that same chapter or same scripture that we used last week and I want to take it a little bit farther and I want to tell you this <clears throat> I'm talking about today the need and I talked about it last Sunday uh, I ta I'm talking about the need ladies and gentlemen to be planted in the house of the Lord there is a blessing in the house of the Lord there's a blessing here. There's a blessing in McCullough Christian Center. All right? Every church, I believe, has its perspective or it, it has its uh, purpose. It has its plan that God has for it. Every church has it. Some churches have different plans. Uh, some churches have bigger plans and others have small. I believe God has a big plan for McCullough Christian Center. And there's a blessing for you and there's a blessing for your family when you are planted in this house. Am I trying to build membership? No. As a matter of fact, McCullough Christian Center don't have membership. We don't have membership here. We have relationships. If you want to be a part of this body, you can come and, and, and state that desire and we bring you into relationship. We're not going to bring you into membership. That's the reason you've never been here when we had a congregational vote. We don't vote here. You need to go vote in a couple of weeks. All right? But we don't vote here. And, and the reason, because we don't believe that's God's plan for the house of God to be a place of voting. That's the reason we have relation. We're in relationship here today. You're in relationship. Somebody say relationship. Aren't you glad you're in relationship? Amen? <clears throat> so so what, I'm, what I'm doing today and I, and I believe this is, is prophetic because I believe that the further we get toward the coming of Christ, the more importance is going to be placed upon you as a family being connected to a body. Remember, we talked about last week in, in uh, Psalm chapter 1, where, where it talked about, Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. 
And then here's the reason that you need to be connected to the house of God. It says, for he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that will bring forth his fruit in his season. His leaf shall not wither, and whatsoever he does shall prosper. Where is that blessing coming from? It is coming from being connected with the kingdom of God. Listen, the church is God's hands and feet on the earth. McCullough Christian Center is God's hands and feet in this area. And I want you to know that you're making a footprint in Escambia County, Monroe County, uh, Baldwin County, Conecuh County. You're making, you got fingerprints in those counties. You got footprints in those counties. And, and God is saying, I want you to be connected because it's in your connection that your blessing comes. Everybody say, I wish you would hurry up and let me sit down. All right. In Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, Paul said this, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God that you present. Everybody say present. Your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Thank you, Father, for your word. In Jesus' name, amen. You can take your seat. <clears throat> now, I want to I say this before I get involved in this and forget. I didn't mean to start a series last week. That's the way my series go. You know, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm not a series preacher, but I find myself in series all the time. So here's, here's the deal. I didn't mean to start that series last week, but God uh, started that. And so uh, today, God began to deal with my heart about flourishing in the courts, uh, Last week we talked about being planted. Today we're talking about flourishing. Flourishing comes after being planted. But here's what we're going to do. This coming Wednesday night and the next Wednesday night, I've asked the leaders of college and career and the leader of Impact uh, 3045 class, they're all going to be in the sanctuary with us Wednesday night. Everybody say, yes. Now listen, here's what we're going to do. You're going to come in, there's going to be a different setting, and yes, we're going to have pizza. All right? And, and here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about your gift and we're going to talk about how God wants to use your gift. Every one of you in here this morning, doesn't matter who you are, you've got a gift. You were born with that gift. 
It was, it was a part, it is a part of your DNA. You've got a gift, and God wants to use that gift. So I want to encourage you to be here Wednesday night because it's, it's gonna be awesome, it's gonna be good, it's gonna be different, so I wanna encourage you to be here, all right? So, so if you plan to be here Wednesday night, raise your hand. Put your hand back down. About three quarters of you didn't hear what I said. You need to be here Wednesday night. Now, if you plan to be here Wednesday night, raise your hand. Hold your hand up. Some of you wives need to reach over and pop your husband on the back of the head and say, raise your hand. All right. Okay, I'm just, I'm just saying I'm not, this is not from God or anything, but it could be uh, somewhere in the Bible. If you're not here Wednesday night, you're gonna be bald-headed in heaven. I'm just saying, all right? So I would strongly consider That'll be, that means that you'll be bald-headed for an eternity, so you better, all right? All right I'm just saying. Here's the thing, here we go. So don't, don't miss Wednesday night. <clears throat> in, in Matthew chapter 25 and verse 14, Jesus said that the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods and, and to one he gave five talents to another two and to another one and to every man according to his several ability and straightway took his journey. And Jesus gave this, this illustration, uh, this example and he said, the kingdom of heaven is like this. Uh, it's like a man that's, that, that uh, called all of his servants together and, and he was gonna take a journey and what it was, it was Jesus. Jesus was the man that called his servants together. And he was about to take a journey. He was about to go back to his father in heaven uh, after the resurrection. And he called his servants together. And he said that he gave them talents. And he gave one of his servants five talents. And to another, he gave two talents. And to another, he gave one talent. But he gave these talents out to every man according to to his ability, and straightway he took his journey. Now, the end of that story is that, that this man came back and he required of those who had been given those talents, he required of them what they had done with the talent that he gave them during his absence. The one that he had given five talents to uh, came and said, Master, uh, I went out and, and I uh, invested the talent that you gave me and I've come back and I have uh, five more talents. In other words, he doubled uh, his talents. Jesus looked at him or the, the man looked at him and said, well done, thou good and faithful servant. The one that had received the two talents came back and said, you know, I, I went out and invested mine wisely. I used the talent that you gave me and, and I multiplied it and he came and, and, and the master said, good job, uh, friend, you did good. You multiplied what you had been given. You invested it wisely. Uh, enter into the joys of the Lord. 
the one that had received the one talent came and he was a little bit different. He looked at the master and said, Master, I know you're a hard person. I know you're, you, I know you're very firm and you're very rigid. And so I took the talent that you gave me and I wrapped it up in a napkin and I put it on the shelf because I was so afraid I would lose it. And, and I, I didn't invest it or anything like that. I didn't improve it or anything like that. Jesus, or, or this man, looked at that servant and said, uh, you're not a good servant. You're not a good servant. And, and so he took that man's talent and gave it to the other because he didn't use what he had been given wisely. Everybody say talent. Gift. All right. All of us have gifts. We've been given those gifts by God. Uh, what you heard in here this morning, the tongues and the interpretation are, are gifts of the Spirit. But I'm talking about character gifts today that, that uh, some of you have gifts. Some of you are a giver. You were born to give. That's the reason that, that when you see a need, you just can't help but come out of your pocket and give to that need. That's not something that you got in church necessarily. It's just something that you were born to do. Some of you are born leaders. That's the reason you butt heads with other leaders. That's the reason you butt head with your professors at college. And that's the reason that you butt head uh, with your Sunday school teacher. That's the reason that, that you're always challenging things. Why? Because you were called to be a leader. That is not why you husbands butt heads with your wife. All right? I saw that, brother. All right? You were born to be a leader. Some of you parents... You looked at your children and you said, my goodness, why are you so bullheaded and why are you so strong-willed and hard-headed that you won't listen to anybody? Listen, think about it, mom and dad. It could be that that one that you're saying bullheaded and all that has been called to be a leader. So what you've got to do is you've got to fashion that gift. It was something they were born with. Some of the others in here, you were born to be an encourager. That's the reason you're always walking up to people and patting them on the back and say, hey, come on. That's the reason you're always rooting for the underdog. That's the reason some of you are Auburn fans. Who said that? <laughs> Boy, that was low, wasn't it? Yeah, that, that, I shouldn't have done that. I'm sorry. That was low, I'm telling you. But listen, that's the reason that, that, that when, when you see people dragging and, and, and uh, hurting, you're always up there saying, hey, come on, come on. You can do it. I'm praying for you. I want to encourage you because you were an encourager. Nobody told you to do that. It is something that you naturally do. And, and so we've been given those gifts, and that's what we're going to talk about uh, Wednesday night and, and the next Wednesday night because I believe that your happiness, your joy, your fulfillment as a person lies in understanding the reason that you've been placed on this earth. Amen. 
All right, now listen. Your, your gift, your talents that you've been given have been given to you by God from birth. All right? Many people go through life and don't ever recognize why they're here. If you find your gift, if you find your talent and begin to use it, you know what's going to happen? It's going to bring fulfillment to your life. It's going to bring joy to your life. That's the reason that some of you today, you're in a job, and in that job, you are miserable. You, you are depressed when you go, and you're depressed when you come back. You are frustrated because that job rubs you the wrong way. Have you ever thought about that you might need to look at what your gifting is to understand the type job that you need to be in? And I'm going to just kind of teach a little bit this morning. I want you to understand <clears throat> the importance of your talent or your gift. And then I want you to understand the responsibility that you have concerning your gift. God is going to hold me responsible for the gift that I've been given or the talent that I've been given. How did I use it? Did I use it? In what manner did I use it? All right? So God is going to hold me responsible for that talent. Listen, when you are an encourager and you walk by somebody that needs encouraging and you don't encourage them, you know what? You're going to lose your blessing there. God said there's a blessing if you will be obedient to what I've called you to do. The third thing is, I want you to understand the blessing that lies in using your gift. There's a blessing that lies in using your gift. Now, I'm on this, this, this thing, guys, where I've been getting some illustrations, all right? So I got an illustration this morning. This is, this is my beatbox, all right? Anybody got a beatbox in here? Some of y'all got one. All right. Here we go. This, this is... I wish Brother Robert was here today. He'd help me walk like I need to walk. And... All right. Here's the thing. This beatbox is created. It is designed for sound to come from it. That's the design of it. That's why, that's why it was made. It was made for sound to come from it. But there ain't no sound coming from it. Nothing is coming out of this box. You know why? Because it's not connected to a power source. Have you ever thought about that the reason that your life is a drudgery and the reason that you can't seem to get joy, the reason there's no song in your life is because you might not be connected to the source of which you were intended to be connected to? 
all of us have the ability to make music. Every one of us do. We have the ability for good things to come out of us. Every one of us. Some of you might be just to smile real big. Others of you might be to give. Others of you might be to encourage. Others might be to show mercy to people. But we've all been designed by our creator that something good could come out of us. But you've also been designed to be connected to something that empowers you. All right? Listen, Paul said this. He said, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present yourselves, that you present yourselves as living sacrifices. Christian, that is talking about me presenting myself to God as a living sacrifice. He didn't say present yourself as a dead sacrifice, but he said as a living sacrifice. In the Old Testament, the sacrificial animal was killed. Jesus came, he was our sacrifice, he died on the cross so that you and I could live. And so now he's saying, present yourself as a living sacrifice to God, which is your reasonable service. So in that, what he's saying is that it is my responsibility to present myself to God and say this, God, here I am, whatever you want in my, out of my life, I'm willing to do it. I give you myself. That word present can also be present. God, I am a present to you. I present myself to you as a living sacrifice. All right? When I do that, it, it entails that I am connecting up with God. All right? So God wants me to present myself to him as a living sacrifice. In other words, I give you myself, Lord, whatever you want out of this vessel, you bring it out. And so what happens is that when I do that, I become connected. I become connected. I become connected to the power source. Listen, y'all think, y'all think, well, he's doing another illustration. Y'all don't know what's going on in my mind because in my mind I'm saying, Lord, please let this thing work. Lord, please let my, let my iPhone connect to this thing because if it don't, y'all gonna see some wheels going in my mind and I'm gonna be trying to refigure what I was supposed to say. But I'm connected to the power source now and so therefore being connected, I've got, energy coming in to this. So I've got opportunity now that what it was created to do, it can do. But if this was the body, if this was the church, there's still no sound coming out of it. 
All right? So what I need to do is I need to pair I need to pair that Is yours working baby? See she ain't right with God. You got it? <laughs> Praise Jesus. You got it? Give me some music going then. Come on, give me something better than that. Come on, give me some give me some throwdown stuff. need all that dancing over there. All right, shut yours off. See, when you get paired with the right source, sound comes out. I'm sorry. It just takes a little while for all this stuff to come together. But here's what happens. Now, Come on, y'all stomp your feet, all right? I want you to get my point. That's the reason I'm doing this, guys. Don't, don't, uh, don't, don't miss the illustration. Because Braley has had my phone.
You see, when you connect with the right sources, you get all kinds of genres of music. You get contemporary. I love contemporary. You get southern gospel. I love the Happy Goodmans. All right. I do it. I play it in my house a lot just to make my wife mad. You know. But I love that. The kids love Veggie Tales. You know. But see, that's the beauty of the body of Christ. But, but the reason that many of you have no joy in your life and no song in your life is because you haven't connected with the right source. Because, listen, that's the importance of belonging to a body. That when you belong to a body, you're connected with a lot more than just yourself. You're connected with a lot more people than just yourself. Listen, Paul said this, and I'm, I'm fixing to close here in just a, a little bit. Paul said this, that you need to present your bodies. In other words, let me paraphrase it like this. You present your body to become a part of his body. You present your body to become a part of his body. Not your heart necessarily, not your mind, not your ideas, but your body, your total being. Uh, listen, I, I, I'm glad that you think about us every once in a while, and I'm glad that, that you have us in your mind, but listen, here's what we need uh, in order to fulfill what God wants us to fulfill, is that we need bodies. We need shoe-wearing, uh, shirt-wearing, uh, uh, deodorant-wearing bodies of people that, that are here. Listen, when you come this evening... When you come this evening and you see this fall festival, and more than likely we'll have a, a thousand plus people here this evening uh, that will walk through this property and will be ministered to by this team of, of drama that they're gonna do in the sanctuary tonight. When you see all that take place, you know why that takes place? It takes place because of bodies that have given themselves to God and said, Lord, we want to do something that's going to make a difference uh, to those that walk onto this property this evening. When, when you see uh, Fire in the Field Crusade that we had a few weeks ago, uh, listen, I, I wish that I could say it look at me and what all I've done or look at Pastor Don and what all he's did but that wasn't it was a body of people that came together it was pastors and churches and, 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 and team leaders that came together and brought that together to make it, make it successful do you see the importance of having your body connected to what God is doing Listen, I'm not saying that you have to be at church every Sunday. Well, I am saying you need to be. But, but you understand what I'm saying. I know you've got other things that happen, and I know you've got jobs and things like that. I understand. But listen, be a part of the body. Be a part of that living organism that God is using to impact this region. 
be a part of that organism that God is using uh, to get into every area and into every nook and cranny of this county uh, to have an impact on it. Be a part of that body that is, that is changing our environment. Relax, I ain't gonna play you no more music. Listen, I wanna give you this and, and we're gonna close. Listen, there are two important words in this passage that we, we just read, uh, or actually three, present. And, and that, that's important. You've got to present yourself uh, as a living sacrifice or, you, or we, I need to. And then the other two words that I wanna leave you with today is the word conformed and transformed. In uh, uh, verse 2, Paul said this, Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I want to look at those two words, conformed and transformed. They both come from the root word formed. And that word formed simply is, is a definite, the definition of that is the boundaries within which everything else abides. That's the form. It is a specific way of being organized. So if you form a slab, you are forming the boundaries for what you're going to put inside of that slab to be contained. All right? The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11 that the world as we know it was framed by the word of God. That word framed is the same word as formed. In other words, the world as we know it was formed by the word of God. In other words, what God was saying was everything about this earth was within the boundaries of the word of God. And he said, be not conformed to this world. That word conformed, when you add the C-O-N to it, means being formed according to the ways, standards, and practices of the culture. Or practices of the unsaved, the environment, or culture. So what Paul was saying, don't be conformed to the ways, the practices of the culture, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That word transformed simply means becoming who someone who is different. If you brought it all down to a small statement, it would be the word metamorphosis. It would be metamorphos. In other words, to change from one uh, uh, image into another. It's like the caterpillar that comes out of the cocoon or, or that goes into the cocoon and weaves himself into the cocoon. And the next time you see it, he is busting out of that cocoon as a beautiful butterfly. That's what Paul was talking about when he said, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. 
In other words, Paul was saying, I don't want you to be according to the culture. I want you to be counterculture. I don't want you to go according to the environment that you live in. I want you to be one that comes into an environment and transforms that environment by he that is on the inside of you. Listen, if you want to change your world, ladies and gentlemen, realize this. Number one, present yourself to the Lord Jesus Christ and say, Lord, here am I. Use me, send me, do in me what you want to do in me. But when I present myself to you, God, I am going to not be conformed to the culture that I'm around. Listen, one of the, one of the things that has, that has rocked the church world today is that we've got people that want to conform to the culture that they're in. God never called us to be conformist to the culture that we were raised in. God called us. He redeemed us. He saved us. He shed his blood for you and I in order for us to transform the culture. Listen, guys, when you walk into a room, uh, God, uh, let us all, when we walk into a room, be so full of the power of the Holy Ghost that when I walk into a room, that people around me say, he's not like me, he's not like me, he's not of the same being that I am. There's something that's different about him. I want to tell you something, mom and dad. Don't allow your children to conform you to the culture. Understand that God has empowered you and given you an anointing over your life to transform the culture. I don't know about you, but I want to raise children that when I send them out of my house, I can say, there goes a little transformer. I want to be able to look at my daughters and say, there goes a little transformer. I want to be able to look at my grandchildren and say, you're raising up a group of transformers because they're transforming the culture that they're around. That's the reason that it's important, guys, to be connected to something that is bigger than you are. If you can wrap your hands around it, if you can identify it and analyze it and come up with a, uh, with a reason for it, then it's not as big as you are. But if you can look at God and say, I don't understand all about God. I don't know all about him, but one thing I do know is that he loves me enough to die for me on the cross and I'm gonna love him enough to transform my life through him that I can change my culture. I've had so many people dealing with different situations and they would look at me and they would say, Pastor, I want to be a light to my people. I've talked to the African Americans uh, that, that I've got close friends that, that are closer than brothers and sisters to me. And, and the African American would say, Pastor, I want to have an impact on my people. I talk to the Native Americans all the time and, and got great friends there and they say, Pastor, I want to do something that can transform my people and I look at all of the white folks and I say good oh, oh Lord we need something that will transform the white uh, culture of our people and, and listen if you want to change the culture that you're around understand this that you cannot flow with them but sometimes you have to get in the middle of the stream and say look if you go you're going to go around me because I'm not going to flow with you alright I beseech you, therefore, brethren, go ahead and stand with me by the mercies of God that you present yourselves as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable unto God, which is 
your reasonable service and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. If you're here this morning, you say, Pastor, I'm tired of being conformed to everything around me. There's somebody here, I, want, I, know I say this today because I believe God is speaking to me and I want you to hear what I'm saying. But there's somebody here today, you are like the wind. You change with every little breeze that comes along. Somebody can throw a suggestion and you go for it. Somebody can come along and say, let's go do this, and you flow with them, and you're like the wind. You blow from direction after direction after direction. God is saying to you today, are you tired of being conformed to everybody around you? Are you tired of following the crowd? Listen, I want to tell you something today that perhaps nobody's ever told you. God's called you to be a transformer. God's called you to change your environment. Young lady, God never called you and he's never chosen you to be conformed to the culture that you're living in. God has called you to transform that culture. Young people, I want to tell you today, God hasn't called you to conform to everything that comes down the pipe at your school. He's not, con he's not called you to conform to everything that will be taught to you in a public school setting or a private school setting. God's called you to be yourself. Rayanna, God's called you to be who you are. Bailey, God's called you to be who you are. Henry, God called you to be who you are, not something else, not somebody else. God called you, Haley, to be somebody else. He called you to be somebody else. Whatever, Kaylee. I got it. So you need to quit trying to, and I, I'm told you I'm all close, but I am, and I am. You need to quit trying to follow everything that comes along. And one of the reasons that people do that is because they don't know who they are. The young lady or the young man that walks out of their parents' house on Monday morning going to school that does not know who they are, when they get to school, they will always meet up with somebody that will try to dictate to them who they need to meet to be. That is the reason, sir and ma'am, that you need to raise up little Junior and little Sissy and make sure that they know who they are. When they leave out of your house on Monday morning, let them know that you are a child of God. You have been called to greater things. You are, you are a man. You are a girl. You are a woman of God. You are a man of God. You're not some trash that blowed in off the street corner somewhere, but you've been called to greater greater and higher things. I want you to bow your heads with me, please. With every head bowed and every eye closed, listen, we got plenty of time. We're not going to do anything today. You're going to eat and play and play games all evening, so you ain't got to worry about coming back tonight. For, for church service and all that. So I want, I want you to give me just a few minutes. I want to ask you this question this morning. 
If I were to ask you today, what kind of sound is coming out of your life? Is it a sound of worship? Is it a sound of music? Is it a sound of joy and peace that's coming out of your life? Or is there no sound coming out of your life? You drudge through every day. You hate to get up. You hate to go to work. You hate to come home. Life is just a drudgery. There's no peace in your life, and there's no joy in your life. Whichever one of those categories you fit in, let me ask you this. Are you ready today to be transformed by the renewing of your mind? Are, are you, would you say today, Pastor, if I had the opportunity today to make a change in my life, if I had the opportunity today to begin to flow in that that God's called me to do, I would jump on it. I would jump on it. If that's you this morning and you're here today and you say, Pastor, I want to know. I want to know where I fit in the kingdom of God. I want to do what God's called me to do. If that's you this morning, would you raise your hand all over this building? I want to do what God's called me to do. I want to fit in where God wants me to fit. I'm tired of just bouncing around everywhere. You can put your hands down. Thank you so much for your honesty. But I want to be a part of the kingdom of God. I want to affect the culture. I want to affect my environment. Father, this morning, God, you see there are people here today and, and you know the hands that were raised. You know the hearts that, that have already been touched today. You know there are those that are here today that, God, that you've spoken to them already. You've moved on their hearts. You've moved in their lives. And God, you're calling them today to come out from where they've been. You're calling them today to make a decision to choose today to give themselves to you. So, Father, this morning, as we open this, this uh, altar up this morning for, for just a moment, Lord, for those who are willing to be willing to step out and say, Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, whatever you want, I'm all for it. And Father, I pray, Lord, today, let them respond by the power of your Spirit. Here's what I want us to do this morning. I know it's quiet, and I understand all that, but here's what I want you to do this morning. If you're willing today, listen, I don't know what God wants for your life. I don't know where God might lead you. But here's the thing. If you're willing to be willing to say, okay, God, whatever you want, here am I. Whatever you want me to do, I'm willing. And I'm going to show it and I'm going to prove it today by just stepping out and making my way down to the front. God might use you at McCullough Christian Center. That would be awesome. That would be great. Or he might use you somewhere else. Here's what I want us to do. Katie, I want you to come stand up here. Pastor Don, you come stand. Brother Tommy, you come stand. Uh, Sister Amber and Glendon, you guys come. Uh, I want you all to come stand up here. Judy, Judy, come up here and stand, babe. Um, Brother Tad, you, you come. Sister Belinda, you guys come. Uh, Sister Bernice, you come and, and stand 
and I know I'm missing a lot of them uh, this morning. I'm just calling some leaders today. Anybody that I've, any leaders here that I've missed, Miss Willinette? Here's, here's the thing, Sister Kathy's standing by the door back there. Um, here's, here's the thing, guys. These, these people are, are leaders in some capacity in the church. And there, there are many others that are in the back. But, but these represent some area of leadership. Sister Charlene, Brother Randall, uh, come on up here. Uh, where's Pastor T. Fry? Mr. T. Fry, come on now. You know you ought to be on up here. <laughs> but these, these guys represent leadership areas in the church. And you know what their heart is? Their heart is that the area that they're leading would grow and multiply and bring more and more people in. And I'll be honest with you, if, if, I see, if we see people in leadership positions that close themselves off and say, I don't want to grow, I don't want any more people coming in to my area of leadership, you know what's going to happen? We're going to have a come to Jesus meeting because we're about growing and we're about multiplying. Every area that's represented up here is open to be multiplied and grow. Worship is open uh, impact uh, 3045 is open. College and career is open. Uh, Thursday night uh, drug uh, set free indeed is open. Brother Tommy, all these, all these areas are open and they're looking for people that will serve. So here's the thing, guys. Do you want to be a part? Do you want to connect? Maybe you want to connect with some of these areas. Maybe, maybe you're sitting here today or standing here today and say, man, I've got a talent that I could use in one of those areas. Jump on it. Jump on it. Because I'm going to tell you this, God is opening up some things and, and you're going to see it begin to grow and begin to move. So I want you today, if that's you, and you say, Pat, I want to I connect. Sister Pat, she's, she's up here, but she's an evangelist. She, she preaches to everybody in Monroe. Listen, these guys drive from Monroeville, all right? Repton, Conecuh County. Just go on up here and stand up here. I know it's weird. I didn't plan all this, and I don't know where I'm going either. I'm just trying to figure it out, all right? But here's the deal. Here's the deal. They made a decision somewhere down the line, I want to connect with something. I want to be a part of something, and I want to connect with it. So I don't know where you fit, and I don't know what God is saying to you, but I'm challenging you today, find out where you fit and connect. Find out where you fit and connect. So this morning, if you're here today and something that I've said has struck a, a nerve with you and you say, Pastor, I just want to present myself to God today. 
I, I don't know where he wants me to be. I don't know what he wants me to do, but I'm just going to present myself to him today because I want to connect with something that God is doing. If that's you this morning, I'm going to just ask you to step out from where you are and just make your way down here today. We're just going to have a, we're going to have a family get together. Just come on down, guys. Just come on. See, here's... Can I tell you something? Years and years ago, and I don't even remember how long it was, but years and years ago, I wasn't a pastor. I was just just barely a Christian. I'd been serving God for a little while, but I wasn't a pastor. I wasn't in ministry or anything. And God spoke to me with Isaiah chapter 6. And I didn't even know, I didn't even know uh, when I did this devotion, I didn't even know what God was going to do in my life. But I read Isaiah chapter 6 to a congregation of people that I had never been around and didn't even know any of them. And when I read Isaiah chapter 6 and did a little devotion on Isaiah chapter 6, and it talks about Isaiah seeing the Lord. It talks about Isaiah saying, Here am I, Lord, send me. And it talks about God taking a coal of fire from off the altar and touching the lips of Isaiah. I read that and did a devotion on it and didn't even know what I was doing. And started to close the service just like much like today. And there was a man on, on the uh, left side, my left side, in the very back, huge guy, big guy, stood up. And he was weeping and he said, he said son, I was a son back then. That's years and years ago. And he said, son, can I tell you something? Can I say something before you close? And I said, yes, sir. Because I thought I had said something wrong and I thought he was going to chastise me or rebuke me on something. But he stood there with tears coming down his face and he said, son, I don't know if you recognize it or not, but what you, what you spoke to us today was the call of God on your life. He said, son, God's called you into ministry. It scared me to death. But here I am. You see, you don't ever know that when you make decisions like are being made today, you don't ever know the path that it's going to set you on, that you will get that destiny that you've always had in the back of your mind, but you had no idea how to get there. You just don't ever know. So I'm going to ask you one more time, do you want to present yourselves to God today? I don't know what you want from me, God. I don't know what, what you want, to, want me to do, where you want to take me, but here I am. Here I am. One more time, you want to have anybody else want to come and be a part of this this morning? Now listen, Wednesday night, Lord's willing, this is really going to come out. It's really going to explode in your mind and you're really going to begin to see what I'm talking about. 
I had to plant the seed today. But I want you to see that Wednesday night is going to really come out so you don't want to miss Wednesday night. Listen, I don't know what God's got for you and I don't know the direction that he has for your life. But let me tell you this and hear me real good that where you are right now looks nothing like where you will be six months from now. All right? Father, this morning, I thank you for those that have responded today. I thank you for men and women that have stepped out and said, Lord, I don't know where you want me to go. I don't know what you want me to do. I don't even know how to do what you might want me to do. But Father, here I am. Here I am. I present myself. Come on and just present yourself to him today. Leaders, if you're standing up here, I want you just to go and begin to pray and begin to lay hands on those that are here this morning. I don't know. And listen, you don't have to say anything about where they're going or what they're going to do unless God speaks to you. But understand this, that this is, this is a time that you're presenting. I'm presenting myself to you, God. I'm giving you myself today. Lord, take me and use me. God, here am I. Take these hands. Take these lips. Take this heart. Take this mind. Use me, Father. God, I just want to be used. I want to make a difference in my culture. I want to make a difference in my family. God, I want to make a difference with my children. God, I want to make a difference with my spouse. So, Lord, today I just give you myself. I give you myself this morning in the name of Jesus. And, Father, I thank you today. Lord, I give you praise and I give you honor and glory this morning in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I give you praise. I give you honor in Jesus' name. Now, Father... I pray today over this house. I pray over this house, Father. Lord, that, that those that are willing to be willing, God, that you would begin to, Father, let them experience a power of your anointing that they've not seen. God, let them begin to experience this morning your presence, God, your leading in their lives. God, that you begin to direct them begin to establish their ways. And Father, today in the name of Jesus, I thank you this morning that you are setting people on a path, God, of their destiny, of their calling. God, that joy is gonna come. Peace is gonna come. Lord, that hope is gonna be restored in the name of Jesus. And Father, we thank you and we give you praise in the name of Jesus. And everybody said amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Now listen, if you made a decision for Christ this morning, you need to let somebody know. And if you're here today and you say, Pastor, I'm totally confused about what you preached, then let me know and we'll get it straight, okay? We love you guys.